Welcome to the Wednesday, the 28th of October, Coffee with John. If you haven't seen these before, it's a virtual coffee with me where you can pick my brains, ask me any questions, run by me, anything that you're unsure about. It's essentially the same as if we'd gone for a coffee. But in these socially distanced times, that's not going to happen, or at least not as much as it used to. This is your chance to do the same. So essentially, it's coaching, but it's a bit more informal. It's not set in a a 10-minute appointment with a set plan of, you know, we're going to discuss and go into certain things. It's like meeting up for coffee, having a little chat. You running by me anything you're unsure about, confused over, heard conflicting advice about, struggling with, finding difficult, anything like that. Whether you ask in advance by going to myrise.co.uk forward slash members, if you're on the Rise Together program, forward slash home, if you're on the Rise at Home program, or forward slash free if you're on the Rise free program. Easiest way is actually just go to myrise.co.uk and in that bit where you can enter your name and your email, just click on member login below and it'll take you to the relevant page. On there, you can submit what you'd like me to talk about in these Coffee with Johns, which are on every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 1pm. So, a few things uh, that have been brought up in the last couple of days. The first one is kind of a, a summation of a number of conversations and things that have been submitted because they're all really kind of the same thing. And they're all related to the mindset, which from my experience, nearly 20 years now in the fitness industry, will hold people back more than anything. And that's that mindset of being all or nothing, black or white, dichotomous thinking, where we have this theoretically perfect version of the way things would we'd like them to be. And when it can't be that, we go to the opposite end of the extreme. So we intend to train three times a week and to eat in a certain amount of deficit or to eat well by whatever definition we give for a certain number of meals or days or however we see perfect, optimal, whatever it is. And when that can't happen, it just all falls apart a little bit. So when we can't make three workouts in the week, we don't do any. When we have one bad meal, we use that as a justification to have several more. We decide to write off the rest of the evening, day, weekend, week, month, whatever it may be, with a view to starting again at some point in the future. And if that rings a bell, if that's something you've done, questioning that mindset will probably benefit you more than anything else you can do. Because ultimately, when you think about it, it doesn't really make any sense. Essentially, it's like damaging something and then decide to damage it even more because you've damaged it in the first place. Like dropping your phone, cracking the screen and decided to smack it with a hammer because, well, I've damaged it now. Or crashing your car and then decided to crash it again to completely finish it off. There is a definition of a write-off. When we write off our car, it's when the amount of damage done to it is so much that it doesn't make financial sense to repair it because it'll be worth less than that would cost. That doesn't apply to our health, our fitness, our body, our weight because whatever damage we've done to it, it can be undone. There's no set cutoff there. And actually undoing it, pulling that back, makes way more sense. It's the average of the day, the week, the month that is key. No one meal can be inherently fattening. Even if we've gone into a massive calorie surplus, chances are we've not had the whole day's worth of calories. We can average it out with a few tactical substitutions, reduction in portion sizes over the next few days. So, and the same applies to workouts. If you can't make three workouts, do two. 
Can't do two? Do one. Do a couple of workouts at home. Go for a run. Do something else. Even if it's just one workout a week, one workout a fortnight, it's still worth doing. It still has the benefit of the exercise itself. It will still make those certain amount of improvements. And um, yeah, sorry. sorry, one of my kids just came down to see me. Um, it still has the benefits of that particular thing and it keeps you in the, in the routine of it. Even if doing one workout a week just means that you don't stop completely, it changes from being a case of having stopped and having to restart again in the future to being a case of speeding up and slowing down as circumstance dictates. There's massive value in that. There is plenty of research as well that shows that that first workout is actually the most beneficial on, in terms of the return on investment per workout. That first one gives you the most. The second one in the week gives you plenty, but a fraction less. A third one, more still, but less per workout and so on. So if ever you've told yourself it's not worth doing one workout per week, the research and studies show the exact opposite. It's worth doing one workout a week. It's the most beneficial workout you get. And even more importantly, it stops you stopping. It means that it's just that case of speeding up and slowing down. So that's the first thing to discuss in today's Coffee with John, is that one mindset that is possibly holding you back more than anything is that dichotomous thinking, black or white, all or nothing. It's not a write-off doesn't make any sense. We have something that goes a bit less well than we might ideally have liked. The only thing that makes any sense is to try and make some better decisions going forward to average it out, or worst case scenario, just to stay level with where we are rather than sliding even further back. The next question has been raised by submitting at that uh, the website forward slash home members or free is what's the best exercise for weight loss? And the first thing I'd say is weight loss is massively overrated. Sorry, exercise is massively overrated for weight loss. Weight loss ultimately boils down to that calorie deficit. There are other considerations to make, but that's by far the most important one. And the amount of energy burnt when exercising is relatively small. If you actually work it out precisely and then subtract the amount of energy you've just burnt by just being alive or walking around or doing whatever else most workouts will burn in the magnitude of a few hundred calories and eating a few hundred calories is way easier than doing a workout if it was purely down to exercise i don't think i'd have got lean best part of 20 years ago and kept roughly where i am ever since it's much much easier to make adjustments to your eating than it is to burn a few hundred calories slogging away doing a workout. That doesn't mean exercise isn't worth doing. It has tons of other benefits. It's fantastic for improving health, fitness, endurance, strength, longevity, reducing aches and pains, improving mood, all that sort of stuff. And if we look at it for those benefits, it's much more appealing. If we look at it from a weight loss perspective, it's massively ineffectual and it almost to some degree kind of demonizes eating so we're going to have to exercise to undo that that thing that we ate that we enjoyed just create a calorie deficit as with most things doing it the easiest way possible makes most sense why make it harder than it has to be a reduction in your eating of a few hundred calories is barely noticeable it might be a slight redu reduction in portion size either in one particular meal or across the board 
There might be a few tactical swaps that mean you can actually maintain overall portion size, but by going for lower calorie density foods, you're maintaining the volume of food or potentially increasing it. There are certain foods that you're going to struggle to overeat on. You can pad your meals out with certain veg, etc., and have as much as you could possibly need to be full. So ultimately, best exercise for weight loss is a mathematical one, and it's working out what calories you need to lose weight and how best to do that. And then the final thing that's been raised in advance, and in a second I'll check the page to see if anyone's commented with any questions live, because if you are watching this live and you have any questions, feel free to comment with them. If you're watching this later on, on Facebook, then comment on the video because I'll still get them. If you're listening to it on the podcast, then go to the website to ask your questions on there. If you didn't know, within about five minutes of the end of this video, it's available on the podcast, which you can find on all podcast players, either by searching for The Daily Rise or by going to myrise.co.uk forward slash podcast and it will redirect you to your podcast platform of choice. But the third thing that was raised was how long should I work out for? And to me, it's a similar answer to the calorie one is make it as easy as possible to do. So work out almost for as little time as you can get the amount of work done that needs to be done. When work matched, as in the total amount of energy expended and effort got into it, is uh, accounted for and equal, there's no more benefit to doing that over two hours than there is in 30 minutes. If you can increase the intensity and get your work done, your exercise done, that volume of exercise within 30 minutes, brilliant. You're way more likely to stick to that because logistically it's easier to fit into our already busy diaries than it is to fit two hours in. You may have heard that lower exercise intensity is better for fat burning, and you may have seen um, graphs on cardio machines in gym that seems to suggest that you should keep your heart rate around about 60 to 70% of its maximum. And those machines will often tell you to slow down and reduce the level because your heart rate is getting too high. Well, that's kind of true. Uh, generally speaking, the lower your heart rate is, the higher proportion of your energy is coming from fat stores. It's not the beating of the heart as such that's causing that, it's reflective of the intensity that you're working in. And it's true that the lower the intensity, the higher proportion of the energy you're burning is coming from calories, but also just the less energy you're using. So when you're asleep, that's when you have the highest proportion of your energy usage coming from fat stores, but you're not using very much energy. It stands to reason that you're better off burning, and I'm making these numbers up here, 500 calories, 50% from fat stores versus 200 calories, 80% from fat stores. You're still burning way more calories in the first example. So again, the best workout duration is as quick as you can get it done essentially, and as enjoyable as possible. Even if it is in theory less optimal, if you enjoy doing a certain type of workout and you're happy doing a certain duration, you'll always get better results from that long-term than something that is theoretically better, but you don't like doing, that you don't look forward to, that doesn't energize you and you feel that you want to do again. Many times over the last eight years since we've had the club in Macclesfield, we've had other local fit prof fitness professionals point out that their workouts are better than ours. And maybe they are on some technical perspective, but 
the vast majority of our members at least wouldn't enjoy those style of workouts. So again, that 80, 90% is effective workout that you enjoy, that you're gonna come back and get do again, that is short enough and enjoyable enough that you can fit into your diary and you wanna do it, will always hands down beat some other theoretically better workout that you struggle to fit in, that you don't wanna do and don't enjoy. So guys, that's the Wednesday, the 28th of October, 2020 Coffee with John. It'll be available on the podcast in about five minutes. Again, if there's anything you want to discuss in this, then ask either as a reply on the video or again, go to myrise.co.uk, click on that member login just below the opt-in or set up a, a login for free if you haven't already. We're on a mission to help 1 million people rise by the year 2030, but we need your help with that. If you haven't already, set up your Rise for Free account, which you can use to access custom weight loss targets, uh, hundreds of recipes filterable by various criteria, and daily support from things like this, the blog and videos. And tell your friends, tag them in stuff, share it, let them know.